Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, this is Marcianne, and I am so excited to announce the publishing of my new website on the internet. <clears throat> it's for my book. Uh, the title of my book is 17 Things to Do While Waiting for Mr. Right. Uh, the new website is whereismrright.com. And it also has a very easy access doorway to my radio show. You can just go to the book website now and click directly on my show on blogtalkradio.com. <clears throat> so the title of my book is 17 Things to Do While Waiting for Mr. Right, because waiting <laughs> can be painful. So while you're preparing yourself to be misright, sorry about that, I forgot to turn my phone off. <laughs> uh, while you're waiting to be uh, misright, so Mr. Right can find you, you do need to have things to do. And my book is semi auto biographical. Um, so these 17 things are what I did uh, while I was single and um, I was running my business of doing the weddings at the beach. Hold on. Hi, I'm doing my show right now. You'll have to call back later. Okay, so um, this book is semi-autobiographical because I, I have done all these 17 things that uh, while I was single and I was running my business of doing the weddings at the beach. Now, these not all of these things you know, might not be what you might want to do when you aren't working and you haven't found Mr. Right yet. One or two might work for you. <clears throat> I just want to give you the idea that... Um, we don't need to go out and find Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright will find us. <clears throat> and uh, one of these things I did, which probably is the farthest thing from finding Mr. Wright that there is, is I wrote the Bible five times from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. I started out writing the Bible just to fill time 
I bought pretty books with blank pages, and I used all different types of pens and different colors. And I I tried all different kinds of writing, you know, like fancy printing and backhand and trying to perfectly make every single letter exactly the same height and width as every other letter, all these disciplines. But it was more an exercise in art than it was an attempt to learn anything. But along about the third time through, I began to realize I was learning things, you know, kind of subliminally. And then one day, as I was writing with a green pen on this pretty page in my notebook that had a a pretty green border all around the lines on the blank page, I wrote, God hates the shaking of the finger. Say what? (laughs) I went back and looked at whatever verse that was. And it's Isaiah 58, 9. Oh, actually, the Bible says it. It says the putting forth of the finger which makes it even more relevant for today because how many times in our society do people put forth that third finger and say, F you? (laughs) A current definition says that the putting forth of the finger is disdainfully insulting. So apparently people have been doing this, you know, for a long, long time. And the Bible says that God doesn't like it. This was just one thing I found out while I was writing the Bible. God doesn't like for people to disdainfully insult anyone. You know what? That would just about do away with all television and movies today. (laughs) Well, the other thing I learned from writing the Bible is that people have been doing the same stuff over and over and over ever since the beginning. Not only when stuff began being written down, but all the way before that, stories that people passed from generation to generation orally, you know, by the spiritual members of the society. So things just haven't changed at all. People are just doing the same things over and over and over again. I just would think that we would learn something after so much time. But, you know, time is an invented thing, just as a way for us to keep track of stuff. So, Actually, the way the Bible puts it is, today is the day of salvation. So in other words, today is all we have. So today could be the day that we would change the way we do stuff so that we just wouldn't continue to do the same stuff over and over and over. Since I published my book, which was back in 2008, A lot of stuff has been changing. In fact, it seems like almost everything I know at this point is being challenged. (laughs) So perhaps it is a good time for us to reestablish some values that have never changed. Although the Buddha said that the only thing we could absolutely depend on is change, the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God value system has not changed. Loving and being loved is still all there is. 
So if you're not feeling like you are loved or if you're not feeling like you have someone to love or someone loves you, then you're not living in the God value system. And my book is still relevant in 2020 because all we really want as a human is to love and to be loved. And this has best been experienced in a monogamous love relationship between a masculine and a feminine energy. And our cultures have designed marriage as the best form of union uh, because a union of the masculine and the feminine produces children. God's value system is one woman at a time. (laughs) This was so succinctly explained to me by Dr. Lester Sumrall, who had a worldwide evangelical ministry uh, called World Harvest Ministries. And uh, Dr. Sumrall was responsible for worldwide Christian television. I was his helpmate for the three and a half years when the first Christian television station was being initiated in Noblesville, Indiana. And the first color bars of the first transmission of the first Christian television station in the world (laughs) was on my TV set in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, My mother was there with me, too, and we watched them appear. And I had Dr. Summerall on the phone, and he'd say, Can you see them, Marcy? Can you see them? And I said, Yes, Dr. Summerall, I can see them. What a wonderful moment here on planet Earth. The heavens were rejoicing. You know, that station is still operating today. Uh, That was back in 1972 when that happened. It is WHMB-TV 40. And a couple of the boys who still work there after all these years are my webmasters for all of my websites these past 22 years. Um, Now, the only website I have now is the new one that I just launched for my book, www.whereismrright.com, which also has that new link to my radio show. Because the Chinese hacked my original website, (laughs) put it all in Chinese. So now my book can again be downloaded for free from the new website. And uh, incidentally, my book also is in all the libraries of New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles, in all the libraries in the state of Indiana, and all of the libraries here in Orange County, California. Now, I've been doing a series of programs on the value of women, and I've discussed, you know, all the many ways that various cultures and systems on the earth have put value on them, on women, you know, beginning with the dowry and and then legalized prostitution, marriage, welfare systems, equal pay for equal work programs. So today let's uh, look into God's value system and see if we can find a pattern that creates a value for being a woman. Now, as I said, God's value system um, says that the woman has the womb and is the physical value vehicle to bring the new life upon the earth. 
you know, it's always been the woman who says if a couple is going to have sex or not. There is an old joke that's still relevant today. A man goes out hunting, hoping he'll have sex. A woman goes out hunting, knowing she's going to have sex. (laughs) If it's not consensual, it's rape. But sex is a consensual act between two interested parties. And the woman commands whether it takes place or not because she has to open herself to being entered. Some factions of the Christian church used to believe and some still teach that if a woman has been married and then is divorced, she cannot be married again or else she commits adultery. But Dr. Sumrall didn't teach adultery that way. Dr. Sumrall said that God's value system is one woman at a time. I was divorced at the time I was working for him, and my original Christian denomination did teach me that I couldn't be married again. But Dr. Sumrall said I could, and he said he would marry me if I found Mr. Wright. And I just didn't think a man with a worldwide ministry would jeopardize his, his whole ministry or would jeopardize my relationship with God, and I trusted him that I was hearing the truth. So in God's value system, the original plan is one woman at a time. <laughs> In a monogamous spiritual union with a masculine energy and a feminine energy. You know, I say that because I married a lot of what is mistakenly called same sex marriages. In every case, from all outward appearances, it seemed a same sex marriage, but it was always a masculine and a feminine energy. So rather than say I believe that marriage should be between a man and a woman, which says that man has a penis and a woman has a vagina, I say masculine and feminine. You know, sometimes the groom has a penis and sometimes the groom doesn't. Sometimes the bride has a vagina and sometimes the bride doesn't have a vagina. And the most dramatic of these couples that I married, the man was the feminine energy and the woman was the masculine energy. And after the ceremony, the bride whispered in my ear. She said, I never in my wildest dreams ever believed that this day would be possible. Thank you so much. And I knew that she knew that I knew what she was talking about. And in this case, (laughs) the masculine energy had a vagina and the feminine energy had a penis. Wasn't that convenient? No alterations needed. So to further investigate God's value system, we need to go back to the gospel of Jesus Christ, which has never really been preached. Because since 320 AD, the gospel, or good news as the evangelicals call it, has been altered to fit the agenda of the organized church that sprang up during Constantine's empire. Constantine became a Christian, and he wanted his entire empire to embrace the Christian teachings. So in 320 AD, the Christians were, at that time, were just little bands or groups of disciples who would, you know, sort of gather together all over the Middle East and parts of Europe in people's homes to continue to study the teachings of Jesus. 
you know, many of the books of the New Testament are letters that Paul wrote to these little groups at Rome, at Corinth, at Ephesus, at Philippi, at Colossus, at Galatia. You know, some of the letters were actually written to individuals, <clears throat> Timothy, Jude, James, John, Titus, Philemon, and Peter. All of these little groups taught things individually, <laughs> and there was no overall ruling authority that said, yes, we believe that, and no, we don't believe it. I believe that those early disciples really never understood what Jesus preached or even who he really was or why he was here. And before he left, he gathered his little small band together and told them he was leaving. And since they were all shocked and devastated by the crucifixion, crucifixion obviously they didn't understand a word that he said. But what he did say was that he was going to go away and he was going to activate the spirit of his father or the Holy Spirit in them. And they would no longer need any man to teach them, but that the Holy Spirit would lead and guide them into all truth. He told them that he had only begun to introduce them into the mystery school wisdoms. And they had a great deal more to learn about everything. And the spirit of his father, the one who had instructed him, would now inhabit them and teach them all truth. He told them that everything he did and everything he said, he did through the power of the spirit of his father. He said, I only speak what the father tells me to speak. And I only do what I see the Father do. And now the disciples would be able to say and to do everything that Jesus did and said. He even told them they'd do even greater things than he did. But sadly, this part of the gospel of Jesus Christ has never been preached. And the men of the 320 AD council put the hiatus on it ever being preached because then there would be no need for the church. If we found out we could all be a Jesus, the church has taught us that Jesus was something different than we are. But the truth is that Jesus came as a mortal. He came in the fullness of the Godhead bodily. His first time on earth was Adam, and he messed up. So he came again and again and again until he got it right. <sighs> The Bible says he is the second Adam, and his coming as Jesus was his second coming. So don't waste your time waiting for him to come again, because uh, he did already. And then he sent the spirit of his father to teach us all things. Everybody has the spirit of the father. And as I said in my last radio show, everybody is now playing with a full deck. And you have as many times to get it right as you need. Well, after he left, they were to gather together in what in the Bible is called the upper room. And the Holy Spirit would come to them. Today it's called the Day of Pentecost. And there are several different denominations today that are based on the things that happened that day in the upper room. The upper room was in Jerusalem in David's tomb uh, the compound where David's tomb is, 
And, and this was where Jesus had the Last Supper with his disciples. So the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came in as a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire appeared. And all of the people in the room began to speak in tongues. It's posited that some of these languages were current languages on the earth that they didn't know, or obsolete languages, or the languages of angels. And also, since the language is spoken from the heart without learning, instead of the brain through learning, it is a pure language that a person has never lied in, never spoken in in hate or disdain, never hurt or harmed another person, place, or thing. It's a language to pray in that activates the power of light, which creates perfectly. And when a person prays in their language, they're praying the absolute perfect will of God, which would be in the highest and the best good for any person, place, or thing. There have been many times in my life that I have not known how to pray, either for myself or for another person, and I have prayed in tongues, knowing that I was praying the perfect will of God for the situation, and then I would just watch and see what happened. It was always so exciting, because God's ways are far beyond our ways. I've already shared the story of my friend's daughter, who was in a critical emotional and physical condition, and we prayed in tongues for her, and she went into a seizure and a coma, And while she was in the coma, apparently, she was healed. And she came out of the coma in a delightful emotional state, which facilitated her physical healings. The doctor was just amazed and astounded. I mean, who would would think that a seizure is God's perfect answer to prayer, right? So now we can look at God's value system through the spirit of the Father that abides within us. We are now God in the flesh, in varying degrees of the Godhead bodily. Now, the Bible talks about the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God, and also about the 30, the 60, and the 100-fold. These are ways of assessing the amount of wisdom a child of God, which is everybody, by the way, is has operating in their life, and all All of us are playing with a full deck so we all can attain the fullness of the Godhead bodily and live and move and have our being in the perfect will of God here on earth. No need to die and go to heaven. Heaven is here. (laughs) So is hell, by the way, but that's another show. So what would the woman be doing if she is in the fullness of the Godhead bodily here on earth? I'm just going to tell you what I think, okay? I think she would be at the right hand of a leader of the earth. She would sit in the assemblies and the councils at all levels of the earth's seats of dominion on the earth. And she, in her pure, divine, feminine energy, along with her pure, complement, divine, masculine partner would rule and reign together. If the couple has children, she would devote herself to the first 21 years of the life of each of her children. 
She would be responsible to prepare this living soul to first of all know his or her purpose for being here and then teach them how to function within the systems of the earth. I see this done in the home. The home would be the center of all loving and being loved, where there's validation, education, rest and comfort, safety and protection, and fun and relaxation. The divine feminine would also help the children to begin to integrate into the community and accept and respect all forms and manifestations of the human here on earth. And the earth would put away all separation and all knowledge of good and evil. Now, God's value system is only good and very good. If something seems bad or evil to you, you have used your free will to label it evil. Because evil is empowered by us. All things you resist persist because you're empowering it by fighting against it. In God's value system, we would only energize the good and the very good. You know, if you're against abortion, then begin to energize programs to eliminate people having children out of wedlock. Energize programs that promote holistic health and mind-body education to begin to eliminate birth defects and inherited weaknesses. Energize programs that teach a woman that her body is the temple of the spirit of the Father of God, Father, and that she does not have sex until she's married to her pure and sure divine masculine complement. These would be programs that promote a woman's value according to God's value system. These would be programs that deal with abortion at the cause level, not at the symptom level. An abortion is a symptom of an action before the fact of the pregnancy. Go to work at that level. Sadly, we keep lowering the bar in order to include everybody. But all this does is bring down the entire civilization. We need to begin to raise the bar high above our heads so that we all have to stretch to reach it. Set the bar as high as possible. Perfect. In my wedding business, I told the people who worked for me they had to be perfect. The photographer, the videographer, the florist, the musicians, the decorator, all they had to do, they had to do their job perfectly. No excuses. And you know what? They did. And they loved it. They loved being challenged to do their very, very best. They loved working for me because they all said, Marcianne's weddings are perfect. They are the best. Everything always goes perfectly. And you know what? That's right. My philosophy was we only get one chance to do this wedding. One chance. Everything has to be perfect for the bride's wedding day. So it was. So back to my opening statement. The program today launches my new website for my book, And in my book, I talk a lot about these things I've talked with you about today. So let me tell you again. The new website is whereismrwright.com. Take a look. And if you want, 
download my book for free. And also, feel free to contact me about anything you want to talk about. mcheek0509 at AOL. I'm retired from the wedding business now, and I'm available to do counseling, speaking at events, and just answer one question if you have one. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.